You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Good morning. It is Thursday, July 22nd. You are listening to the College Football Daily. My name is Lance Glenn. I hope everyone has had a good week so far and has also enjoyed Media Day's as well. Before we start, I wanted to remind everyone that if you like what you hear, make sure to drop us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts and leave us a review. We love to see your comments and would be so gracious for feedback if you want us to cover a topic we haven't already, or if we haven't hit your favorite team yet as we preview all the Power 5 schools and some group of fives as well this offseason on the College Football Daily. On today's episode, I'll be joined by 24-7 Sports podcast head and national recruiting analyst Bud Elliott, who is currently in Charlotte for ACC Media Days. Now, full disclosure, we recorded this at about noon Eastern on Wednesday, right after Jim Phillips' press conference to kick everything off. So I said, hey, let's talk about some of the most notable points that the ACC commissioner hit on. We discussed the ACC and vaccination, NIL as a recruiting tool, beefing up inventory to the ACC network, and Phillips' response to some pretty interesting Dabo Sweeney comments. Now, also, you may notice that we had a bonus episode this morning on the College Football Daily feed. Indiana head coach Tom Allen joined Trey as Big Ten Media Days kicked off this morning as well. All right, so that's enough from me. Let's now throw it to my conversation from ACC Media Days in Charlotte with 24-7 Sports podcast head and national recruiting analyst Bud Elliott. Joined now by Bud Elliott from ACC Media Days in Charlotte. Bud, thanks so much for coming on. Now, let me start with this. I believe you got there yesterday. Have you had any time to enjoy the Charlotte area at all, or have you just been kind of full throttle, getting ready and getting prepared for both today as well as tomorrow? Lance, glad to be here. It was uh, it was a good time last night. We actually stayed around around the hotel bar, but I haven't been to one of these uh, in about three years. Last year was was canceled due, due to COVID, and I didn't go previous year. So it was good catching up with, with a lot of ACC sources and, and people who, just quite frankly, you can text them, you, you can call them, but the folks say different stuff in person uh, when, when you're you know, you're chatting around the bar over a beer or two. Ran into a couple of head coaches uh, last night as well, a little more informal setting. Uh, it was it was a good time, but I haven't been able to get out yet. I know tonight we'll probably go go and hit a few spots. I want to start now and. Look, obviously, Jim Phillips spoke today, and and we're going to try to make this question as, I guess the right word is, non-political as possible, because we're not getting into politics here. It's just regarding vaccination. Obviously, everyone has an opinion. But Greg Sankey, the SEC commissioner, said a couple days ago that if teams are unable to field a roster, they're just going to forfeit the game. There's not going to be any other cancellations and, you know, reschedules. You know, they're playing a national schedule. They're playing all 12 games. So there's really no time for that. What did Jim Phillips say about what the ACC is planning on doing regarding vaccinations? And if that situation were to arise, does he have kind of the same feeling as Greg Sankey or, or is he kind of going on a different route regarding ACC and vaccinations? Yeah, so uh, Jim Phillips actually had some some fairly encouraging news about the ACC. Uh, he said that more than half of the teams are over the 85% vaccination threshold uh, and that several more are close. So I don't know if several means two, if it means three, but more than half means at least eight, right? So I think it's fairly safe to assume that uh, at least eight ACC teams now are above the vaccination threshold and, and probably two or three more are, are fairly close. 
So that that's encouraging. Uh, his tone, I, I did, I wasn't at SEC Media Day, but I was able to watch Greg Sankey's video. His tone was was much different than, than the SEC uh, commissioner's tone. Uh, Phillips uh, was, I think, encouraged, quite honestly, uh, about where the ACC is vaccination-wise. They seem to be moving in the right direction. Uh, Greg Sankey seemed a little bit, just from me watching the video, uh, concerned, right? And uh, was, was not real happy that uh, less than half of the SEC teams were, were vaccinated. And Phillips said that they don't really feel the need to announce what will happen with games right now. It's also worth noting that seven of the uh, the ACC schools are requiring all students to be vaccinated to be back on campus, which obviously, if you're requiring that, you're going to be a school that has hit this threshold. And also worth noting that NC State baseball lost a chance to play for a national title because its team did not take care of business and go get vaccinated. So I think that probably hits home in the, in the ACC maybe a little more than it does in some other conferences. And politically as well, that the, the political makeup of the ACC is different than that of the SEC. Uh, I think the, there are more schools in states where you know, vaccination is not really a political issue. It's just something that people get done because they believe in science. So, you know, I, I think it's more likely that the ACC does not encounter quite as many problems with this as the SEC does. Yeah. And you make a good point regarding NC State baseball. Like you said, I'm sure it hits home and a lot more of the ACC schools are recognizing that, hey, what happened to NC State baseball could kind of happen to us if we don't get our act together and get vaccinated before the season. I want to move on now. Another thing he mentioned, and obviously it's going to be a large portion of the conversation throughout all media days, really, is name image likeness. And specifically, Jim Phillips, excuse me, mentioned that he doesn't want it to be used as a recruiting tool and wants kind of a more national, more national regulations to determine, you know, the future of NIL and what's right and what's wrong with NIL. Now, my thing is, Yes, obviously, you don't want it to be used as a recruiting advantage because you're going to have schools that have huge boosters take advantage of that more than schools that obviously don't have that same backing. But a school in the ACC like Miami, you could already make an argument that while, yes, Jim Phillips doesn't want it to be used as a recruiting tool. Can you say that Miami and what the booster who's, you know, giving each player, you know, $500 a month, isn't that a recruiting tool in itself? So one of his schools is already kind of using it for the way that he doesn't want to see it used. Well, I, I think you're right. Uh, obviously, Jim Phillips, there are two primary concerns. here. The first one is that, as he noted, there are four states that have actual laws passed about NIL. There are two states that have guidance, and everybody else basically is having to abide by the NCAA standard. Some states, uh, their law is more permissive than the NCAA standard, and in some states, their law is less permissive, which does create some inequalities, uh, which is why he's pushing for a national standard so that everybody has to operate under the same rules. The other aspect of this is, uh, like you said, certainly there are programs out there which care more about football uh, in terms of financially than some of the ACC teams do. So Phillips, in my opinion, somewhat laughably, but he has to he has to advocate for his schools. Like that's, that's who he's paid by. He's paid by the ACC schools. Of course, he's concerned about SEC teams and the teams with the huge booster bases trying trying to funnel money to recruits. But this already happens under the table. We have seen in every decade that the sport has ever been played that, yes, some recruits do get paid under the table. This is now they're just going to be paid above board and they'll pay some taxes on it. And we won't have to use poker chips or Bitcoin to, you know, to, to do it, right? But I, I totally understand Jim Phillips' concern. I think a national standard, standard on NIL probably makes some sense, but it won't in any way ever not be used as a recruiting tool. It is absolutely a recruiting tool and will be used as such. It, it's, it's just something he kind of has to say. He also talked about the need for antitrust protection. He noted that the NCAA 
probably needs to just have an entire look. Comments which, quite frankly, were similar to the ones that Greg Senke made at SEC. So all the Power Five commissioners seem to be very much on board for maybe having a, a second look at what the NCAA governs, how it covers enforcement, how it how it administers championships and rules, et cetera. And I thought one of the key lines that he used was, what's right for all 351 may not be right for all the Power Five. 351 being all the 351 NCAA schools. Uh, yeah, that that's probably not uh, not a great fit for some of the, the higher level P5 football playing schools. But yeah, NIL, a uh, national standard is something that he's pushing for. I think most schools would honestly like that so that everybody has to play under the same rules. And then, then all it comes down to is how far are you willing to go under the set of rules. Right now, and you said kind of laughably, it is you know funny to think that NIL wouldn't be used as a recruiting tool, even in, even in its infancy now. And we see examples of it being used as a recruiting tool. You know, another thing that that he pushed on and mentioned was increasing the inventory uh, to the ACC network. I know you had written on Twitter. There were two games that he mentioned specifically, Notre Dame at Virginia Tech and Boston College at Clemson that are moving to the ACC network this season. What did he have to say about kind of beefing up the alerts for people to go watch the ACC network and, and just getting more revenue uh, to that channel and to that streaming service, you know, to ultimately help the schools as well. Yeah. So the ACC is not in a bad spot, uh, but it is not in the best spot among the power five leagues. I know for a fact that the ACC is concerned about the revenue gap between them and the big 10 and the SEC. Uh, one of those the reasons for the revenue gap is that the ACC network does not bring in the kind of money that the big 10 network or the SEC network brings in. And one of the reasons for that is because it is not currently carried on Comcast. A really good way to potentially encourage Comcast to carry the ACC network is to announce that you are putting a Notre Dame game on the ACC network. So that now, in addition to having ACC fans call to complain, hey, they can't see their team, now they're going to have Notre Dame fans calling yet again to say, hey, I can't see my team. Please put the ACC network on Comcast. You know, Please give me the ACC network. This is just a play to increase demand for the network uh, to increase broad carrier coverage uh, with the main carrier targeted in, in this circumstance being Comcast because the ACC has pretty decent reach across most of the other cable providers uh, that cover its geographic footprint. A couple more, but before we let you go, Dabo Sweeney came out, I think it was a couple of days ago, might've been yesterday, but he mentioned that he was against the 12 team playoff expansion because I think he said, and, and I'm paraphrasing here, he doesn't think there are 12 teams worthy of being in the playoff. He thinks there's just too many teams. And it was funny when you go by his logic, you know, he did, I believe, if I remember correctly, rank Ohio State 11th in the final poll last year. And if you go by what he said to him, at least Ohio State didn't deserve to be in the playoff. Then if you rank them all the way at 11 and yet Ohio State rolled Clemson when they played each other in that college football playoff. Did Jim Phillips mention anything about what Dabo Sweeney said and where does Jim Phillips, if he even said anything at all, kind of lean in regards to that 12 team playoff expansion? Yeah, so uh, he basically gave a really good non-answer. Uh, he said, yeah, we, we acknowledge Davos 20's concerns. We met with athletic directors, with college presidents, and uh, also with coaches. And we said, hey, talk, you know, talk to your coaches, talk to your power players, talk to your student athletes, and, and get feedback on that. He said they will consider uh, any and all feedback. And I have no uh, reason to think that the ACC is not full steam ahead with supporting the, the 12-team playoff. It'll be like, all right, thank you for your comments, Davos 20. Really appreciate that. And yeah, Clemson... 
is not the team that probably benefits from this the most. It's the ability for the ACC to get two teams in, whereas right now only one conference has ever had two teams in with an asterisk, obviously, last year, Notre Dame and Clemson from the same conference, but Notre Dame is not technically a member, although they were a member for one year. Basically, the 12-teamer is most likely better for the ACC uh, than the four-teamer was, and so I do expect ACC still to support it. It was kind of just lip service to Davos when he's comments. Yeah, of course. I mean, if you're Jim Phillips, you look at this and say, this helps us. Yes, Clemson is more than likely a lock with the 12-team playoff every single season, but obviously this helps the UNCs, this helps the Miamis. You know, eventually, if they get back to where they were, Florida State. So it definitely is a big benefit for the ACC to have this 12-team playoff. So, Bud, I'll let you go on this one. And obviously, you have a full day ahead of hearing from coaches, hearing from you know various players, talking to coaches, asking questions. Which coaches, though, are you looking forward to hearing from most, whether it's the rest of today and day one or tomorrow with day two? Yeah, so uh, in about 30 minutes here, I'm going to go talk to Mac Brown. Uh, he, he's a... Always, always a really good, interesting guy to talk to, former national championship winning coach, and he has a hell of a team you know, this year. I'm, of course, interested to talk to Dabo and hear what he has to say at the end of ACC Media Day on, uh, on name, image, and likeness. He's clarified some comments recently, and I'm interested also to get his opinion now on the transfer portal because Clemson, they have a stud quarterback in DJ, but their backup, uh, Taysen, he what, tore his Achilles or ruptures Achilles, I believe, during the spring game. Yeah. yeah. Maybe comes back this year. We don't know exactly what the timeline is going to be on that. They have a walk-on as your backup quarterback this year. Clemson is not a school which has taken transfers. So I, I intend to ask Dabo about his stance on transfers and, and whether this year's quarterback situation uh, maybe will will uh, want you know, have him reconsider whether they will take transfers in the future. Yeah, well, Dabble Sweeney, you know, always going to be in the spotlight, especially at ACC Media Days. You know, he certainly is not one to shy away from making comments, whether you agree or disagree with him. But Elliot, thanks so much for coming on and uh, enjoy Charlotte. Enjoy, you know, if you do have any time after Media Day today, after Media Day tomorrow, uh, to see the surrounding area. Enjoy talking to the coaches. And, uh, you know, obviously, whenever you do leave, get back uh, safely. And uh, we look forward to uh, hearing from you soon. All right, Lance, be well. You can follow him on Twitter at BudElliott3. Remember that if you like what you hear, make sure to drop us a five-star rating and a review on Apple Podcasts. We'd love to hear what you think, if you have any questions, any ideas for a topic, or if you haven't heard your favorite team yet. My name is Lance Glenn. Enjoy your Thursday, everyone. I'll be back on Friday for the next edition of the College Football Daily. Yes, Wednesday. We have so many cool, diverse people from different backgrounds, different beliefs, different upbringings, and it just keeps growing. I'm a citizen of the United States. I'm a hustler. I'm a big Taylor Swift fan. I'm the queen of the tribe. I am playing whatever role I gotta play. I'm gonna play this game for speed. I ain't going down like no punk. A new Survivor, Wednesday on CBS and streaming on Paramount+. Plus.